right, guys. If you're still here, if you're still with us, we're going to dive into Deadpool. Oh, yes. We're going to really get into it. We're going to spoil the shit out of this film because uh, there's a lot to talk about, a lot of great moments. Um, and uh, let's do it. Let's dive right in. Yeah. Uh, let's start. What was your favorite part of the film, man? Oh, fuck, man. Uh, favorite part of the film? That could be anything. Oh, my Jesus. Uh, wow. Oh, uh, man. I was... I don't know, man. There's there's a lot of charming parts of this film. I like the 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 banter between him and his roommate, the blind black woman. Oh, uh, that's Al? good. Oh, that's really yeah, good. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I love, um, I love how it's, it's more like it's more of a competition. Like, what's your favorite one liner? Oh man, there's so many. I think my favorite one liner stood out was like when he had his hand chopped off. He was like. <laughs> He's yeah. like, yeah, because he had a little baby. His hand started re, like started growing back, but it was like a baby hand. Like it was like almost something out of aliens. It was so small, and he's like put it on his roommate who was blind, and she was like, "I swear your hand is so much smaller than I remembered." And he's like, he's like, "You might want to leave the room because I'm going to masturbate, and I bet this, I bet it's going to feel incredibly large in his hand." I mean, that is that is. It's like sick, but it's oh. like hilarious. But it's quintessential Deadpool. Yes. That's the best thing about it. I think, uh, what I mean, I think my ba- 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 best scene was they're walking into the badass end scene. They're walking up, you know, and they got the DMX music playing. And then all of a sudden, kid, like the little kid, Supernova chick's like, hey, um, where's your guns? Oh, he's, like, oh, oh, he's yeah. like, oh, fuck. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, and he yeah, spaz yeah. out, you know, I mean, that's typical Deadpool. He's like, fuck. And he calls up, he calls his cab driver, and his cab driver's too gone. He's like, this, fuck it. I guess I had to use my two, my two swords and. Maximum effort, and that was it. And you're like, this is the best. And he's like, he been packing every gun he had, and he don't have it. It's like for real. The, the things that I love is there's so many great little relationships in this film, like the relationship to him and his the bartender, his, his best buddy, friend, yeah, his best friend. I mean, that whole relationship, especially when he reveals himself. I mean, we you see this in the trailers, but hearing that whole discussion with you look like an avocado. That's actually a much older avocado, but not even like. Good sex, like hate sex. And hate sex. Yeah, like, and that's I mean, the only thing they had in common. So great. The relationship he has with his cab driver, the Indian guy, where like he like he <sighs> you find out that he the Indian guy captures uh, the guy that stole his girl and puts him in the trunk and Deadpool's like, I did not tell him that and he's like, Kill him. Like he's like, you know Kill him. I'm proud of you. Oh man, so like that kidnap that, her. Just so funny. Such a great moment in the film. You know what I mean? There's uh, so many good good films and like like I said, the the lady that's in Gotham, whatever. Oh my god, her character is just super sexy in that film. Tell me why my favorite part was when, when uh, he's about to ask her to marry him, and she's like, "Yes," and she's like, and she's like, "I'm gonna, I wanna ask you because you haven't asked me yet. Will you put it in my?" He's like, Will you marry me? And he's like, "Oh," she's like, "I like yours before. I like Jinx. yours before." <laughs> and like that is awesome. It's like what? Like their relationship worked because it's like it wasn't cheesy. Like they were both very kind of like screwy people yeah yeah you yeah. know what i mean but like she's like they, they fit it worked you know what i mean so you feel their love they had for each other was like genuine because they were kind of made for each other essentially mm-hmm. you know what i mean um but like uh how do you feel about the bad guy you know um this is a problem francis all the marvel films have really had this is like or ajax is, he got his these, name off a of soapbox are, are these villains with a lot like really kind of these lacking villains i mean he was okay but i mean i didn't really feel like he was a big time villain. Yeah, I mean, this was a, this is a, for me. This is what's great about this film is it is it, it is it is a love story in a lot of respects and, and a nightmare. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all about him trying to do the right thing for his girl. I mean, that's why he gets he becomes Deadpool to begin with. He's trying to beat cancer so he can be with his girl. Yeah. Um, 
And then, you know, the guy uses his girl against him. So, you know, there's that part of it. But, I mean, it, it's really it, – there's it's a very – for all that it is, as crude and as rude and as vulgar as Deadpool is in this, in this movie is, it does have a lot of heart in it. Yes. I mean, he's this is really about him trying to be a good guy and do right and be with this woman. Um, he's ultimately trying to get back to his – he's yeah, trying to get back to his He's trying girl. to get back to his girl. And, and so this is a personal story. Yeah. Like, this villain is not trying to take over the world. Yep. He's not – Posing a major this villain threat. is just this villain is just some goon who makes super mutants. Right, he makes mutants. That's for what he does. He sells them. Company and to you watch exploit. him sell them. You watch him. They pin yeah. these big steel. You see one guy in a steel case. They inject him in the neck. The female, his female lackey, was the female actress from the movie Haywire that came out four years ago. She's a Muay Thai kickboxer. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so I mean, the villain here is it's 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 not. He's not a major villain. It's a, it's, it's no. a personal story. It's a personal vendetta. Um, Which surprised me because I thought yeah. they're really going to use like Striker. Oh, yeah. Bring him you know what I mean? I thought that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is totally Striker's situation. Right. You know? And it, it wasn't. It was like – it was really awkward because it's like, oh, this guy did mewing stuff in a basement some somehow, some place that I guess when he caught the place on fire and blew it up, this guy runs downstairs like he was sleeping upstairs. Like, this is your house? Yeah. Is this not your? Is this yeah. you sleep here? So I mean, the villain for me, the villain was fun. I mean, the whole idea he can't feel pain. Uh, you know, he doesn't feel pain. He's kind of strong. Um, I thought you know it's, it's interesting, but I mean, it's you know he's he's it's a vendetta. It's really just a, it's a yeah. It's a, but um, I mean, Deadpool made it very obvious too. He's like, this is a I'm going to get him to change me back, and then I'm going to kill him. Yeah, simple as that. But I tell you what, though, man, that whole scene on the bridge there. Where he's finally got him pegged, and then Colossus and Negasonic show up, and they let him get away. And seeing that reaction, where he's like, he does like that triple the, take, yeah, you know? triple take. Like, this like, can't be you, you serious, yeah. And then he's like, oh my god, I'm so mad at you. Oh my god, Colossus, you're going down. And then he fucking like breaks his wrist, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like trying to punch Colossus because Colossus is super oh, yeah. fucking breaks strong. Both hands, you know? both his hands, breaks his leg. Yeah, you know what I mean. Doing it, it's hilarious. One, you're like, why is this happening? One thing I thought was hilarious too about this, and this is kind of in the realm of like Kevin Smith in a lot of ways because if you, I don't know if you remember Mall Rats yeah. you know and one of Brody the character his one of his big things was talking about like the sexual anatomy of like superheroes he talks about the thing like is the thing's penis made out of orange rock you know or like Lois Lane and Superman having sex this movie directly addressed whether or not Colossus's dick was made completely out of metal. Metal or like not. the rest of his body. Yeah. Like there's this great spot where like Deadpool's about to hit this guy and he reaches back and he hits he hits Colossus's junk and he feels it and it's like, oh my god, your poor wife, you know? Like, I mean, <laughs> like it, it directly address. Uh, well, some of the things I love is it directly addressed this like this this taboo subject. But it's funny because he did that. And he's like, oh my god, poor wife. And then later on, that the female villain punches him in the nuts, and he's like, Aah! well, because she's super strong, right? Yeah, she's she's like, actually Aah! strong to make it. Because Deadpool punches him and he like breaks his hand, yeah, right? which is hilarious, you know. I mean, to have like, your hand broken on some dude's nuts. <laughs> Where's that female villain? She was the female villain. She was way she was beating the shit out of Colossus. Like she oh, beat yeah, the shit yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. It was literally watching the Expendables one, watching Dolph Lundgren beat the shit out of Jet Li. That's how I felt. But, I was like, I was like, this is happening. But this isn't. But you know what though? That's not entirely outside the character of the comics because the one of the comics I bought this weekend, it's an old vintage comic. I think it's it's Wolver. It's a not Wolverine. It's X Men. Uh. Uh, 2 2.11? 2.12. Uh, where Colossus gets his ass beat by this super strong chick 
quite, I, I'm not sure if she was the same one. Uh, Arclight was the character's name, and she was a super strong chick. Looks a lot like this one, but her name was her name was Angel in the in the movie. Yeah, and she was kicking Colossus' ass. And I thought maybe she was Arclight. I, I would love for X Men like, like, give us Omega Red. You know what? I mean, you never know. We don't know what this third Wolverine film has in store. Maybe Omega Red would be that guy. Like I was, I had a, I had an Omega Red toy growing up. Yeah, yeah. And I remember like, and I hold everything to me, anything sacred. The, the X Men comic, the X Men cartoon growing up. Right. And the cartoon was like the Bible for me. Sure. You know, me watching it. It's just oh, yeah. great. So, and they never beat Omega Red. Omega yeah, Red yeah, didn't yeah. get beaten. He just kind of got locked away. So we talked about all the great parts. I mean, like, what did we did not? What did we not like about Deadpool? Okay, well, uh, Which is, there's very few moments. Obviously, yes, there's but, I mean, extremely few. What moments. did we not like about? I got to dig deep for this. All right, uh, like I said, I didn't like Colossus getting his ass kicked. Right. I didn't like that. Uh, but you know, in, I'm kind of glad they had though. I mean, not to counter your argument, but. Because if Deadpool rolled in there with Colossus and Negasonic, and they just way laced, what I mean, what how what kind of climax do you have? I mean, but he got his ass kicked. Well, he ultimately beat her ass. He eventually beat her. The girl kind of beat her. No, Negasonic came and saved her, saved him. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Negasonic saved him. Like he didn't beat that girl. Like that girl's gonna kill him, and then yeah. Negasonic saved her. So um, saved him. You know what I mean? So that kind of was like weird. Um, at the very end scene, um, he he throws he throws his um, girlfriend in like this like the same chamber he was locked in, and they fly off the the ship. You know, what I mean, and it's like all hell's breaking loose, stones, bricks falling everywhere, and somehow it lands perfectly, and no glass broken on it. She's not wounded at all. I'm, I'm like, how did that happen? Like that's that was the first stretch. I was like, wait a minute, the fuck just happened here? Like it landed perfectly. Like. What? That shouldn't have happened. Like, it's glassed in case. Like, I did not know it was bulletproof. I mean, he was able to throw his sword into it. So, I'm thinking, like, a couple of hundreds of pounds of stone that lands on it, she would have cracked it at least. And it did it. And I was kind of like, I know she's beautiful and all, but come on, guys. Come come on, Marvel. You're you're, you're phoning it in. You're mailing it in at the end, guys. Don't do this. Not Marvel. Fox. Fox. You're mailing it in, Fox. And you're better than that. (laughs) So it was, Fox, you're better than that, and you're uh, mailing it one, in. Uh, uh, and we're talking about things we didn't necessarily like about the film. Yeah, uh, I told you already. Got kind of how I felt about Colossus the first time I saw it. I, for me, I, for a lot of it, I felt like he slowed down the movie a little bit. Um, I felt like he was just way too campy, way too boyish. Like I said, if you like the whole used... part where he stops to like hide, like her titties, her titties hanging out. Yeah, and he's all like, oh, oh, oh. What know, is like, that? Like, what me, was that? Like, if I'm a superhero, and I'm on a mission. You know what? That's not going to stop. Let them puppies hurt. free, baby. Why do you do that, Colossus? You yeah. douche. Yeah. So I'm like, what are you doing, so man? It's kind of like for me that you know, Colossus didn't quite work. But then, like I said, the second time I saw it, it was a little bit better. No, um, that you remember me. That's, that's got to be the worst scene. Let the, man for real, Colossus. Colossus, how good is your love life? Well, remember he's in the comics. He's with Kitty Pride. He's with Shadow Cat. Yeah, I guess so. Which, of course, in the in, in the Fox Marvel universe. Kitty Pryde, Pryde is, with, is, is with Iceman. Yeah, which, which is awkward. Is fucking lame. Awkward. But, uh... I rest, yeah. my, ca- I rest my case. Yeah, or she's not with Ice. Well, yeah, she does eventually end up with Iceman. Yeah. Rogue kind of falls off. Whatever. Fox, Rogue, that Rogue, Fox, yeah, let's, again. Let's be honest. Fox basically took the X-Men continuity and just said, you know what? I get it. See, you <laughs> wonder why I feel some sort of way about that? Rogues be a sexy, sultry thing in the comics. Yeah. 
Well, you know, hey, they did not make her a sexy sultry. Hold on, Psylocke is saving grace. Psylocke looks sexy. I don't blame what's her name. She's in True Blood. Um, Anna Palquin. I don't blame Anna Palquin because you know Anna Palquin plays a sexy sultry hot chick in True Blood. But I blame Rogue is a Rogue isn't an Amazon. Right, but I what? No, she's not. She is in the comic books. She's not an Amazon. She's tall woman. Yeah, she's. I mean, yeah, but she. But the fact of the matter is, and I don't blame Anna Paquin for not being able to play that role. I blame the writing on that because they made her such a victim in the first two extreme X-Men, victim. Where she's, whereas in the comics, she's a much more heavy hitter. Um, that's not here nor there. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else I didn't really like, but it's really hard because I like this movie so much. There's really very little. There's, it's, there's very little wrong with this film. There's yeah. very little wrong with this film, but you. Yeah. I think you brought up two points I did not like um, with that because that. Come on, Colossus. Come on, man. And it sucks because they like they aim back to him. So I'm trying to be like I'm not trying to feel like I'm picking on that guy. You know what I mean? But it, it, they did everything else. I think maybe the the story the story skipping itself. It had like the skipping like oh let's happen uh, let's go back wait a minute, the four, let's go back let's let's go back again uh, let's go back a little bit more. I'm like maybe they they could have did a little more smoother. Maybe it could have been a little smoother. But I mean, so I, think a, I think did it's. Did you part, want a linear story, or did you like the story? The story started kind of like midway, and then caught you up, and then brought you back to where they. It didn't really, but it felt like it wasn't even like go back and caught you up. It was like present, past, present, past, present. We're going a little more past again. Right, right. All right, we're now we're, we're finally here, guys. We're, we're here, not going back anymore, guys. We're we're going forward now, and you're like. Okay, all right. Now I'm here. You know, what I mean, it, I was all right. The story, like pacing of it, the pacing of the movie was good. You yeah, know, what yeah. I mean, so I wouldn't pretend like I had any moments. Where I'm like, what the fuck's going on? You know, what I mean, it was great. You know, what I mean, like I think if it was linear, I think I probably would have been. I would. I probably enjoyed it more if they started the film as him showing up at that guy's house with a pizza delivery boy guy talking about, hey, who's pizza? Well, I didn't order pizza, and he shows up like, oh, that was me. Yeah, and like, who the fuck are you? And he like pours the gutter. I'm like. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, you get a big tip. No, I'm actually here to kill you. And he's but, like, whoa. But, you know what, though? You know what I mean? You're like, wow, okay. Though, we would have completely, we wouldn't have gotten that masterful opening title sequence. I love that title sequence where the car is in midair. And he's he's got, just he's frozen the, yeah, still. He's, yeah, he's got the, the biker by the shorts. And the fact they substitute all the credit names with like. Or like l- just l- names l- for what yeah. they are. So like, you know, like, like, uh. A gratuitous cameo, a CGI character, um, uh, a hot chick. You got a, a yeah. hot chick. Uh, a, America's uh, idiot. Yeah, you, <laughs> you got a you got a, a standard British bad guy or something like that. Yeah, it was so that was good. Hilarious. That was good. Made uh, produced so by a couple of asshats. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they just an they, over an, an overpaid douche. Like you it know, what I mean, like, like oh they just they they like they had fun with it. You could tell like these guys. It was a fan movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's like why I liked it so much. It was a fan movie, but it was but done not, so well. But not just a fan movie though. Like, like there are fan movies that are like there are fans, but then there are when but when the but when the person playing the role is a fan, fan of it, it, right? That it's even more, elevates it. It becomes it becomes almost method, right? Because a lot a lot of people, you know, they run they they're like oh I want to do a superhero I want to do a superhero film, and they'll take on a character that they know very little about, right? Which is ridiculous. If right. you don't, you know, you come in here and you're trying to do a super film and you want to do a film and you don't know a fucking serial, you get the fuck out of my like, office. I mean, there, are very, there are very few roles, like, I mean, people can go in and be like, like, if you're going to audition for Superman, everybody knows who Superman is. Correct. You can never read But Superman. not everybody can play Superman. Right. But I mean, you can, you can never read a Superman comic and play 
Superman, right? Because you know who Superman is, right? right? Batman. Everyone knows who Batman is. But Batman is another. We're going to touch on that. He's a little more, he, he, a little more complex. We're going to touch on that. But it's again, everyone knows who Batman is. You could go to audition for Batman and know and be Batman. You could be you know, Batman, but but like we're going to touch but, on that. But characters like Deadpool, like. No, not anybody could just go in and audition for Deadpool because you have to know something about Deadpool in order to play this role. And right. Ryan Reynolds is a fan of Deadpool. He lobbied for this film to be made, and I think that's why this film is so good. I think if any other actor had came, oh, in, like, it, it would have been only just this only movie. other actor that had done it. And yeah. I, I joked about it at my at my job. I was like, only other actor probably play that role, is Dane Cook. And oh, I hate Dane Cook. Good, you hate Dane Cook, I but hate Dane, Dane Cook. but goddamn, Dane Cook is the broke man's Ryan Reynolds. He is. But uh, and thankfully the director too is a Deadpool fan as well because the, uh, the director wasn't Deadpool fan. He wouldn't yeah. understand. He wouldn't and understand. like I said, they had scenes in that movie that I was like, when I watched it, I lit up and it made me realize like, oh my god, twelve year old Locke is loving this because he had like the scene right. was like, oh my god, his and, eyes got white and, and he's like, oh part my of god. Is that that's the only reason this movie worked is because the director and the actor. We're fans of the material. He's like, dude, look, this is how it looked at the comic. So it's like, you're seen on screen. You're like, oh my god, I remember seeing like, I remember seeing like this, and not exactly the same screen, but like, I remember making the same faces in the video game, or he makes that same face in the comics, you know, and it's that. Uh, so it's very interesting, you know. What I mean, oh, uh, funny, uh, like Deadpool video games like on sale on Steam for like fifty percent off. That's funny. Yeah. So like, uh, and another thing too, like, I think it's it's a greater point as well. Like X Men, for example. X Men worked. The one, the movies of X Men that do work are the ones with, that have Brian Singer at the helm because Brian Singer is an X Men fan. He likes X Men. So, but I think the ones that work, like X Men First Class, and like Day to Future Pass, like they're serious films. Like I feel when I watch those films, there is a major problem, and like the people, I feel like the people on that screen. Are trying to outact each other. They're trying to say like, "Look at me, look how good I'm playing my character. Keep up." Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I have that feeling when I see Fezbender get after it. You know what I mean. Um, even um, uh, uh, Kevin Bacon as that character in Days Future Past. Yeah, as like whatever Sebastian was, Shaw. Yeah, I was like, oh, I never right. heard this guy before, but I was like, dude, awesome. Right. Whatever, it sounds good. Right. I was like, awesome. Jennifer Lawrence, she cries every film. Jennifer Lawrence, she brings it every film. Yeah. You know what I mean? I felt like this is great. You know what I mean? And, like, these guys, you, I'm beginning to feel like they're not just saying, like, hey, I'm coming here. To, I'm coming in today to act like Professor Xavier today. No, I have a feeling like this guy is pretty much, like, he is Professor Xavier. And he, like, he's acted this way for a while. Going method. <laughs> Sorry, folks. You hear my dog snoring. Winston is like he's out. He wants to sleep, and he's like, "You, you want to sleep? Carry your ass, Winston. <laughs> Do not no, sleep like, directly like, between, like, between us." You guys, right? He's like right near us. It's like you're snoring. Like, dude, no, stop, bro. Um, but yeah, so Deadpool was in a lot of ways just a, a fantastic film. It was. I would recommend watching it. if you had a at a yeah. at a at a like. I'm like I'm actually let me see let me see if I can look at the like the look at the Metacritic score and stuff. It's on got the like an 84 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Yeah, it's it's pretty high. Uh, it's but I mean it's just a fantastic film. So other things we should we want to talk about very quickly too while we're geeking out over here in the end of this podcast is um, 
Batman vs. Superman trailer popped this week. The final trailer dropped for Batman vs. Superman. And we were talking about this yesterday. Why did this trailer not happen before the last one? Like, I feel like, did they change marketers? And if they did, this marketer should have been with you from the get-go because they know how to market a film and give you a preview. Uh, I mean, seeing Batman just tearing dudes up in such expert fashion was just amazing. So, I mean, I, I mean, what do you think, dude? Amazing. Yeah. I, 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 was, I was like, I got chills when I saw it. Yeah. Like, when I saw him, like, jump out and, he, like, you see the opening scene, like, that two seconds where you just see him, like, beat the shit out of some goons. You're like, holy shit. This guy is going to work. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, it was absolutely amazing. And watch that trailer. I'm like, they should have, like, like you said yesterday, maybe I think they might have changed their marketing whole plan. Whoever got was in charge of marketing got fired and they switched up because you should never show me Doomsday. You should never have shown me him. Yeah. Doomsday was a thing I had to deal with in the film. I had to I have to deal with Doomsday and be angry at Doomsday for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? But seeing the idea that, oh, Batman and Superman are fighting each other or whatever, they, they showed Batman and Superman fighting each other's trailer, and they're getting after each other. And I was like, this is pumped. And, like, Gal, um, um, Gal, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Sexy. Oh, yeah. You know, and she she's Seeing her in. jump. Yeah, the full Wonder Woman jump going through it, awesome, awesome. Yeah, the thing I loved about this trailer too is it showed you just the right amount of material to get you excited about this movie. Whereas the last trailer shows you so much, you already know what's going to happen to an extent. Apparently, there's a whole other aspect of the film that we're not sure that we don't know about yet. But I mean, it's like you said, you shouldn't. We didn't need to see. We didn't need to see Doomsday. We didn't need to know all those plot points. But this film just gave you such the right amount. I love. How it opens up with, with you know, uh, 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 Alfred there helping Batman infiltrate the building, like tell him, hey, I'm gonna drop you off on the second floor. Uh, I loved all of that. I, the one, the best part of that troll trailer though is when Batman goes to, or excuse me, at the very end there, Batman and Superman are facing off, and Superman goes to punch Batman, and he blocks, blocks it. it. That was and huge. the look on Superman's so face where he's like. Oh shit! I'm about to get my ass kicked. Was priceless, absolutely priceless. What a great, great trailer. I mean, just it really upped my excitement factor. I mean, I, let's be honest. I was gonna see this movie anyways, um, but this move that that trailer really just was a nail in the coffin and got me truly excited for it all together. All right, so wait a minute. I wanna I wanna double back real quick. So I found a really cool article on my phone real quick. Okay, what's, what's the article? Who's it by? And what's the site? All yeah. right. Make sure so we cite all sources. Here. All right, we'll, I will cite sources here. So I got BuzzFeed News. All okay. right. And uh, Mr. Adam B. Vary. He's a news He's a news reporter here. And he has why Deadpool could change the face of superhero movies. Okay, we're not going to read this entire blog, right? No, I'm not. But I'm going to show some hot points. Okay. All right. So the hot points is right now, as of right now, it has a $135 million debut. The Ryan it's the biggest of, I think it's yeah. the biggest opening. It top yeah. Majors Reloaded. Yeah, yeah. Which I know that. Okay. And um, they were talking about other R-rated movies that with adjusted inflations of like comparable to that that came out at the same time like that. You're talking about like Major Reloaded that was the previous, The Passion of Christ, American Sniper, Hangover 2, Fifty Shades of Grey. All right. And that's just like – and then some other films after that. Then you have R-rated comic book movies – the Deadpool murders the next one next to it, it would be 300. 
Then 300, you got The Watchmen and Wanted. One, it was all right. And then 300, Rise of the Empire, which we saw open weekend. Yeah, we did. Yeah, you know? You know, and then then you're talking about the idea that X-Men cinematic universe, okay? Opening weekend. X-Men, Deadpool is the most gross. X-Men cinematic universe. Followed by X-Men Last Stand, then X-Men Days of Future Past. Yeah. So they're saying that the idea that with these coming out, the, the idea that maybe... With these studios, there could be a more of a draw for more blood, half sex, and curse on screen. Ain't happen. I know, but that's what happen. this is what guy's saying now. This he's saying the same thing I said. Yeah, and is, I that's found great. articles. The fact of the matter is, money talks. Money talks. I just gave you the money. Right. I just gave you the money. But they they can make more money by opening this up to audience. I just you know. gave you the money. I don't get it. How did you say that? After I just gave you the money. It's the highest grossing just of a weekend. And it's like that. And it says that, yes. Now, they want to make sure they want their, they want the audience for 17 and under, PG-13. So they have a little fight and all that stuff. So they can open up the kids to see it. Like you said, more money, cha-ching machine. But, you know what I mean? In the long run, they're saying that these movies... Like Deadpool, Deadpool, don't be surprised if you give it the same lifespan as like Days of Future Past, it can top it. But I think, too, aside from the money aspect, again, let, the reason why this movie works is because the people involved care about the source material. Like, let's look at the, the highest grossing comic book films in the last few years. All right, Guardians of the Galaxy. The reason why it works, James Gunn. Is passionate about the source material. Passionate about like a Tony Raccoon. He wrote it and directed it. You can hate on the Tony Raccoon all you want. That movie's pretty freaking Bradley brilliant, Cooper, man. That movie's pretty freaking brilliant. Um, so I fell asleep on it. Whatever. Uh, you're probably the one person out of the couple hundred million. False. That saw I'm that not movie. one person. Hundred million people. Whatever, man. Shush. <laughs> uh, like false. That number is false. Another another one. Uh, Civil. I mean, not Civil War. Um, uh, Winter Soldier. Successful because the Russo brothers care about the source material. I think when you have directors and actors who care about the source material, you're gonna get a, you're gonna knock it out of the ballpark every single time. The problem is, a lot of these are cash grabs. Very you know, much. So I mean, I mean, the studios are like Spider Man's always gonna sell money, make money for me. I don't like I don't need to care about the source material. I can do whatever I want with that character, and I know people are gonna come to the theater and watch it. Um, I would argue that Dark Knight Rises. Is a cash grab film because I'll tell you right now, Richard. No- I mean, uh, Nolan did not was, had lost the passion for that for that franchise, and it shows in that movie. How, dude? That movie was not as well written. I like Bane. You like Bane, but I mean, the, the both him and and uh, Catwoman they lack a lot of depth, man. That movie Catwoman was, lacked. I'm not depth. saying the movie's awful. I like it. Catwoman lacked depth, but I mean, the the, the movie Bane for me, was great. I felt like I felt like Nolan was phoning this one in. Like to me, I think Nolan, Dark Knight, the Dark Knight, was the one that Nolan really wanted to put it. Like no, like for me, like Batman Begins was Nolan getting his feet wet so yeah. he can make the story he wants to make, and that Fair. is Batman versus the Joker. And he made that story, and they were like, "We need one more." And Nolan's like, "All right, let me give you, let me give you something." You so, died with a friend of the darkness. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I'm not saying it's an awful movie, but I mean... It's, darkness portrays you. But it's not as good as the, the second one. Uh, I'm trying to think of you know, other, another fantastic one. Um, you know, uh, Man of Steel, I would argue, is extremely successful because, again... Beautiful, beautiful Snyder movie. is passionate about beautiful the material. Beautiful movie. I think Justice League is going to be awesome. Because, beautiful. again, Snyder is passionate about the material. Beautiful movie. Um, so I think that's, that's the key. If you But if you hire... If you just hire any director... An actor to play in a film that they have no passion for the character for, the, the movie's gonna fall flat. Fair. I mean, and that has to be written well too. And yeah. I think sometimes, like you have to. For me, is really with these films, you gotta. I have to feel that I believe the story too. You know what I mean? Like you can't like unless like it's like when I watch a cartoon, I'm watching a cartoon, so I know it's a cartoon. It's not real. You know what I mean? But it's like I know you're giving it a look like. What the fuck that means? Because it's but, a superhero film, and you have to suspend disbelief. But no, but see, you have that, but then, like, in the world of Batman, right, it's a superhero film, but it's, uh, but it looks very much like this could happen, you know what I mean? This is a terrorist act now, if my president says, I'm sorry, Chicago, you're on your own, and then I'm, I'm, I'm voting to impeach that fucker, quick, you know what I mean? But at the same time, you know, this story like of dark knight rises you can kind of like dark oh, dark knight yeah yeah dark knight that's your favorite you know a dark knight you have that feeling like dude a person like joker can't exist there's oh, not no, yeah, yeah right yeah, a person yeah. like joker can't exist a person like you know and, and everything it, it, it feels very believable and i like and i, I enjoy that because it engulfs me and like man that, that's kind of that's very realistic you know what i mean it's done really well is dark. The world's not all by bam. Like Deadpool made it really fun. I think one of the funnier jokes that Deadpool said in there was like when Angel jumped off the big old helicopter. And he's like this. Oh, she could do superhero jump. Superhero yeah, yeah, jump. Yeah, 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 Here yeah. it comes. Really Here hard. it comes. It's really hard on the knees. Like, <laughs> I, I you know, that. and it's like it's funny because every superhero does that. The superhero jump. And they land hard. And like bam, they land with their knee, and they're like, yeah, I'm super powerful. And he's like, awesome. Yeah. You know, what I mean, that's awesome because. You're right, Deadpool. Why the fuck does everyone does that? You know what I mean? Because it's just a superhero movie, and it's like that's how it is. You know what I mean? And I'm like, it, it, it is one big like for real, dude. It's like Deadpool was almost like a spoof on Marvel films, but not. He had independent story, but he was spoofing the Marvel films, spoofing the studios, spoofing the whole idea oh, of Marvel yeah, films yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I thought it was great. You know what I mean? If you play any type of video games and like you play the Marvel vs. Capcom, and you use, you can use Deadpool. And Deadpool with his like special attacks, he grabs the health bar off the screen and hits you with it. That's Just awesome. Boom, bam, and hits you with it. You're like, dude, that dude is a beast. You know what I mean? He's kind of a cheat character in that game. But you know, I that's why I feel like the DC films in my in my soul right now, how Nolan's doing them, I feel that the world, especially like Especially this whole Batman Superman thing. We haven't got. We're talking about the trailer now. Are we? We're talking about the trailer right now. Like I said, I, I'm I'm watching it, and it's the idea that other than the whole Doomsday feeling of it, I felt it should have been like maybe a. I think they should have did a the what's it the my God, I keep forgetting the name, but it's the Superman, the fake Superman, the the of uh, the negative Superman, the the anti Superman, uh, Bizarro? Bizarro. There's the name. Good gracious. But I feel they should did the enemy should have been Bizarro against you know what I mean Batman Superman I mean Batman Superman and Wonder Woman I think that'd have been cool and then Lex Luthor takes the body of Zod he's making the body of Zod 
into Doomsday. And that'd have been like, oh, because Zod was Wait, like... isn't that what he's doing? I don't know. It is. Based, is it? Based on the, tra- on the second trailer, it appears... But who the hell is Doomsday coming it, from? Doomsday is Zod transformed. Right, but they should have made a movie by himself on that. Maybe, but based on what I've seen in the trailers, it appears that Lex Luthor gets a hold of the body of Zod and does something to it, which turns him... Because Zod, arguably, is probably my favorite villain. Fair enough. All right, so let's move on from Batman vs. Superman. We've, been, we've kind of belabored that quite a bit. Um, so the announcement came out today, Ghostbusters, the trailer, our first footage of the film, comes out in March. How do we feel about this? Indifferent. Indifferent. You don't care at all, do you? It's not that I don't care. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. You know I'm going to watch it. You know what I mean? I, I'm going to eventually see the film. But... Um, Probably see it quicker than normal because I want to do. I want to talk about it on the podcast. I want to say it's quick as possible. <laughs> I want to say it's quicker than I normally would, but you know, um, I feel indifferent. The stat, the casting's different. I feel indifferent about the cast. So, so here's my thing. Like, I'm, I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan. We are both Ghostbusters. Are. I mean, that defined my entire youth, man. Like, I would. My grandmother had to video record it for me. I would watch yep. it every time I went to my grandmother's house. Yep. I love Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters one, the taxi driver. So. Yeah. That taxi driver when the, the all oh, the ghosts yeah, came out, that, yeah, yeah. that freaked the shit out of me as a kid. Yeah. So, I mean, I love that movie, and it has a special place in my heart. Um, the thing is, and I, wanted, I want to go into this film optimistic, because I was really hoping for a film that carried on the story from the last two. Like, I don't, I don't need an all-male cast. I don't need an all-female. I mean, I, I can get a mixed cast, whatever. I was really hoping for something a little more, like, that carried on the yeah. legacy. Legacy. Instead of a whole reboot. Where, listen, dude, Feige irritates me. Like, because he's one of those guys. Like, he's that guy who hangs out with girls and is like, I'm such a feminist. Like, you guys, I, you guys are you so. You guys are the best. Guys I'm the sorry best. you guys went this to you guys. Suck. I'm you know, so the whole sorry. Because everything he does, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to sound sexist, but everything he does, like, the women are always. Come, come Why can't women be the lead character so, in the film so like here this? We, are. we could totally Feige's do it. Feige's like, I want to reboot Ghostbusters with an all female cast. And it's just like, let's just shoot Ghostbusters in the dick. Why don't we? Shooting the dick. They buried it. So, I mean... Uh, you now, can't erase 30 years. Yeah. So, now that being said... Now that being said... I will say that at least the casting looks promising. Melissa McCarthy is funny. Kristen Wiig is funny. Leslie... What's your last name? Big Tall Black Girl. Yeah. Continue. Is, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's Leslie, hilarious. Big Tall Black Girl. She's hilarious. And then Kate McKinnon... It's hilarious as well. I can't put my face on where Kay McKinnon's from. Yes, no. She's from Saturday And that's why... All right, see, there it is. That's why I... She's one of their main characters. Look, see, here's the thing, all right? So it's a fucking SNL film. That's what this is. Well, Ghostbusters was an SNL film because Aykroyd... I mean, Aykroyd, Murray were on SNL together, and Harold Ramis produced and directed and wrote, uh, I think, Stripes. Yes. So, I mean, it's... That's an SNL. And he started it too, but I mean, uh, but like, you're, but you're talking about like, wait a minute, Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray, motherfucking Bill Murray, Mister Chive himself, are heavyweights. Not at the time. At the not at the time. Not at the time, but they're SNL heavyweights. Yeah, but Kate McKinnon and Leslie. I can't remember. No, that. she's not. Dude, are you kidding me? Those are the two. Some of the two best characters i mean actors in that i don't show know right maybe now. yeah you like snl i can't i can't say that i can't say i'm a huge snl film i think they're i think they're branded comedy on there is a little not i, I like lowbrow comedy when i watch film i, I like i I'm a, I'm a fan of like mad tv growing up 
Which, by the way, is no longer on TV. I know Which that. Just show you what kind of audience. Because SNL's been on for like ever. The '70s, good gracious, dude, man, I don't care. SNL still is good. Mr. No, Lowry people, makes people, a lot. People, Lowry, Mr. Lowry makes a lot of always money. Always beat up SNL, and that show is. Still I'm not good. beating up SNL. I just said that it's not my cup of tap. Okay, <laughs> I'm just not feeling it. Any rate, the and I the, like I, I'm not feeling this. Like this, this Ghostbusters reboot. I think the reboot of idea. Like I think it, it for us. I, I get it. They're trying to reach a new generation, and they're trying to like live off the magic off the movie Bridesmaids. That's why it feels like to me, which is also a Feige film. Good job. That's you know what I mean? And I'm on Bridesmaids was an okay film, but at the same time, I'm like, dude, man, this should have been this should have been a lineage film. This should be because it's like a like a like. Hey, look, man, Dan Aykroyd would have been on this film. Don't tell me Dan Aykroyd would have been on this film. Oh, yeah, he would have had a cameo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dan Aykroyd would have been on here. Bill Murray, maybe. Harry Miss died. Um, Ernie Hudson ain't doing nothing. He could have dug Ernie Hudson up. Yeah. You know what I mean? He could have uh, dug him up. Be like this, yeah, that's my nephew. Or even if you didn't want to have Ernie Hudson, fuck that. Dan Aykroyd would have been there. I'm like, this is my nephew who is passionate about what I'm passionate about. And he would have got his friends. And they would have did it, whatever. And he could have had a girl in the mix. True. You know what I mean? Well, it just could have been a mixed cast. But all these women that are doing this when Dan Aykroyd and all them, were they in their 40s when they did this film? No, dude. They were in their 30s probably. I know, exactly. But these 20s women... or 30s. But these women are like in their late 30s doing this. No, I think Leslie's in her, 20, in her late 20s maybe. Leslie? Yeah. I've seen her on television forever. Okay, man. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how that is. She was like in... She it. was in... Um, but hold on. Either way, the point is... I mean, the casting money, is still optimistic. I mean, they're not... They're not I mean, they're funny women. Like they're not duds, you know. So they're I mean, not duds. So I mean, I think it's promising in that regard. And I and I do please, and I do, and I do say I tip my hat to they didn't like cheap out and get like a, a cast of hot women to do it because that's too cheap and we would have totally like washed it off. You know, I mean, you got it. You got Jenny well, McCarthy. Well, it's a film, so you're never gonna make sense of McCarthy in it because his, his he puts his wife in everything. Oh, he's married to her. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck? I just lost all credibility to this film then. Christ. Dude, but- I mean, I think it's... Uh, Jamie McCarthy's not even the funniest fat chick in Hollywood anymore. What do you mean? She's not or she is? She isn't. Why? Because the other chick is. Who? The ugly one. The mm-hmm. one's in the truth about... I'm you're saying the ugly one. I'm Rebel- not that mean, guys. I'm sorry. Are you talking about Rebel Wilson? Yes. She's a different kind of funny, though. But she's funnier than her. I don't know, man. Like, I find, I, I find that she's Jamie just- McCarthy's been striking out last films. Melissa McCarthy. Melissa. Dude, she's been striking Spy out. Spy is good. I heard I Spy wasn't... Dude, Spy's funny. Heard it wasn't. Okay, heard it wasn't. Heard it wasn't. Heard it wasn't. But take it from a guy who I've saw watched, the film. Hey, all right, look. It's I, funny. Look, I saw his, I saw the film she did with where she was like the down and out chick. Oh, with yeah, her like her that movie mom. Wasn't so great. That movie wasn't so great. Although it had Susan, parts. Susan Sarandon was funny in it though. Susan Sarandon was hilarious. But I, I, the only thing that bothers me is about this film though is just, I wish it wasn't a complete reboot. Reboot. I is mean, Slimer in it? Is he confirmed? I don't know. I would imagine he probably is. Um, the uh, I, I, I'm not sure I feel about um, uh, Chris Hemsworth playing the role of Andy Potts. What? Yeah, he's gonna be the uh, what's her name? Andy Potts played um Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. It's, it's Thor. Thor. Yes. Thor. Thor is gonna be their secretary. Yes. I'm done. I'm done. Get the yeah. fuck out of here. Come on. Yeah. And, and, and that's, what? Again, I'm just like. Like let's just what? let's just flip this thing on top of his this head. This is a silly yeah. film now. This can't be real. So I don't know. I'm gonna be optimistic about it because I'm a fan of the franchise. I want to. See, I'm always interested to see what people do with different things. But is Chris Hemsworth signing for every role? 
Lately, it seems that I way. I swear. He just signs up for anything. I was like, yeah, sign me up. I'm not doing Thor right now. Good. I got time. But I'm not, I am excited to see what the footage looks like. I'm excited to see how the trailer turns out. Um, today, or last night on SNL, it was Melissa McCarthy was the host. Leslie was there. Kate McKinnon was there. And whenever those three are on screen, I laugh my ass off. So I'm hoping that that chemistry translates into the film. And Kristen Wiig, I mean, she's always funny. Like, everything she's in is hilarious. So I, I'm optimistic for at least a good comedy. Kristen Wiig, I would I may, say she I, has a good job. I may, not, I may not get a Ghostbusters film, but I know at least I'll get a good comedy. Yeah. I mean, maybe we have to... <sighs> say this. All right, maybe we have to just disconnect ourselves from the idea that this is a franchise that existed 20-plus years ago and it made such great yeah, films as Ghostbuster 1 and Ghostbuster 2. Soundtrack by two great people made two great soundtrack songs for this. Yeah. It's hard. Like, wait a minute, David. Yeah. Like, Ghostbusters have so much. It's just... Ray <sighs> Parker Jr., man. Bobby Brown. Yeah. I mean, it's really tough. It's really tough. I mean, it's it's... It's tough. Maybe we have to we have to hit that disconnect button. It's like yeah, we, have to, we, we have to unplug ourselves and just watch it and just enjoy for what it is and be like, this was a good movie for what it is. Yeah. And let's name it something different. And if we name it something different, we might enjoy it more. Right. But in our mentally in our head, we say Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Forever is Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray. Yeah, Harold Ramis. Ramis. There it is. Yeah. That's it. You know what I mean? That's, that's it for me. Yeah. That's it. It's forever. I you know what I mean? Like, I, I remain. I remain optimistic. Dan Aykroyd. Uh, not Dan Aykroyd, but um, 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 uh, 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 jeez, what's his name? Um, uh, um, uh, oh, gracious. Um, uh, Rick Moranis. Yeah, Rick Moranis. Annie Potts. Can you get Rick Moranis? Can you like maybe they? I know they can't get Rick Moranis out of retirement. Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis they can't get him out of retirement. Not as he's retired. He says that I'm just waiting for a role. Like, like Jesus apparently Christ, Rick man. Moranis has said he's willing to come back for uh, the much anticipated Spaceballs Two: The Quest for More Money. I swear, if he comes out of space, I because Mel Brooks has said I'm not making it without Rick, Rick Moranis. Moranis, and that's true. And you can't. You, you like, can't. You need Lord Helmet. You, you can't need him. have Spaceballs yeah, without do. Lord Helmet. You need him, and it, it'd be really great. It. Uh, it just be really great. All right, so let's move on to one more topic. God, we are, we're subject. pushing almost two hours on this podcast. This is a great so. subject. All right, Transformers are announcing it. Five, six, seven have all been greenlit. Directed by Mr. Explosion, Explosion, Explosions. Yeah, Mr. Michael Bay. So do we care? Do we want these films? Do we care about these films? All right, now here's the saving grace on this. And then I'm going to take this from, from Marvel. Marvel, Marvel. Okay, Fox Marvel. Mm-hmm. Reboot it. Start from the very beginning. Let's reboot, reboot it, man. Let's fuck it. I think everything we did, just throw it in the dumpster, and it's like, yo, we're gonna start in the eighties, or we're gonna like, we're gonna make it like eighties, you know, and like, just go from there with a whole new cast. Not this weird future where the Asians are saving us, you know. And dinosaurs like that to start over again and just give us a new story and then do a better, like, idea knowing the fact that you have, like, four or five more films in you once you, like, you curve this out better. Because I think you felt like the first three films curved out. No, the first two films curved out good. The third film was forced. The third and the fourth film were forced. And then the fourth film was like, let's just throw one in. Let's yeah. throw it in there. Well, I guess my question is... We got Mark Wahlberg. Do we, Wonderful. Do we, film do, it. Film well, it. Film I it. I guess my thing is, do we still even want or care about these characters? Oh, I would care about it. Like, Transformers is cool. 
Let's be honest. Like yeah, Michael, yeah. Michael Transformers. Michael Bay was born to direct Transformers. He his directing style is perfect for what this film is. You know, what I mean, from the transformations where they transform and things slow down. Great CGI. I mean, Transformer has some of the best CGI effects I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, but I kind of feel like so. This is my thing. All right, I kind of feel like everything that we were gonna that we wanted out of Transformers, we got correct in the first three films. Three, right? Like the much anticipated first film blew our minds. Yes. Like I remember walking out of the theater just being like, I never felt this excited about a film ever in a long time. Not since probably Jurassic Park, and that was a long time ago. Wow. I mean, I loved the first one. Because it gave us everything we wanted to see. The transformations, lifelike characters, you know, amazing special effects, and a story. Yes. All right? A really that stuck. good story. That made any sense. What we've seen since then is the same special effects. Yes. Right? A lacking of a story. Correct. And bigger explosions. Bigger explosions, sidekicks that don't matter. They yeah. have robots yeah. that don't matter. Yeah, exactly. So, they have, so they have the redneck care. ones. They yeah. have the hip hop ones. Yeah. So you don't I'm really, like, stop. So you don't care if anything happens to them. The only character you care, only characters you care about are Bumblebee and Optimus Prime. Yeah. So I feel like everything we wanted to get out of these films. Yeah, Starscream matters. You need Starscream. Yeah, to an extent. You need uh, Starscream. You need the other guy. Megatron. We need Megatron. Uh, uh, I love the character. But I love the character who was. Uh, we got. I mean, I wish we had gotten the Dinobots earlier than the last one because we might have actually gotten a decent. Enjoyed film it a little more. I mean, yeah. I, I like the character that uh, the one guy where he's like in the first film. He was like all oh, conspiracy dude, and then he worked at a butcher shop, right? And oh then yeah, 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 yeah. He became like a big time guy because he was right. And that, well, I, guess I like his character. His character was good. I I, I found it three. Three hurt my feelings because three was like, I liked the idea. Like it was the dark side of the moon, right? Well, it was the closest, yeah. And it was like it's like all right. So three has that whole like that whole. Is it really out there? No, we haven't been back to the moon since sixties. Oh, yeah, 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 and is that like you like you're giving me a good backdrop? I'm like, all right, guys, y'all did some research. Good job. You guys are sucking me in this movie, and I'm like liking this. Well, and like they had like the they had the whole like legendary characters and is that? And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm digging this. And like he had his prime, had his prime. That was his boss. I'm like, oh, this is cool. But then you hurt my feelings because I'm watching and I'm like, all right, wait a minute. How was Shia LaBeouf who saved the world twice? Struggling to find a job. Well, because he's not that great. Of, I mean, he's an okay actor. No, he was not Shia LaBeouf, the actor. Shia LaBeouf, the person in the movie. Oh, well, yeah. They did a great job finding a person hotter than Megan Fox. I'm not sure how they did it, but they did. But um, they find a girl hotter than Megan Fox to play his lead. How, how the hell you knock a home run and get her as your girlfriend, Mr. Jobless, Mr. I'm a temp at some job working in a mail room with um, Mr. Malkovich as your boss? I don't know. You know what I mean? But it hurt my feelings. I'm like, that made no sense. That little subplot or that quotation subplot in that story made no sense to me. You're telling me a guy who saved the world twice can't get a job with a government agency? Sorry, Mr. Wick Wicky. Um, we don't trust you. And uh, I know you're really cool with that big yellow car that has a big gun, big car and he guards our major bases. But you can't work with us. Excuse me? What the fuck? I don't know. I mean, at least three made a decent attempt at a story. I think that's why three is to me is uh, of all the movies that have come after the first one is probably my next favorite yeah, and it, because it, it has because, a story, There's, but it has Jeff Bridges in it and Patrick Dempsey in it, and uh, like they throw star power at it. They're throwing star power I, at it, but you know I don't too. have a problem with star power as long as it, the characters are good and there's a good story around them. 
I felt like this last film, the fourth one, was just about let's put more star power behind it. Have no story whatsoever. Jesus Christ! Like, to me, when you're when your major fight scenes are going on, explosions all around you, and the characters are have, trying to have character building dialogue between this. No, it doesn't make sense. Like why? Like why is Mark Wahlberg talking about this guy dating his daughter? Meanwhile. There's a major battle going on around them. Like, Mark Wahlberg, man, I swear, his agent needs to be fired. But the, the, the fact of the matter is, I mean, I guess getting back to the original question, do we, these are these movies that we really need, and I kind of feel like, the only, we were talking about this last night, I, I, there's a huge Chinese market. Yeah. I mean, if your film doesn't do well in the United States, guess what? If it does well in China, it's it going to be a sequel. Yeah. Because there's lots of money over there. And... The only reason I think we're getting these these films is because the Chinese market wants them, and there's money to be had over there. You understand? Chinese and, Chinese market loves Gundam. Gundam. I'm an anime guy, and that, that's Gundam is a huge. Japanese thing. But. Yeah, I feel you. But that's Asian oriented or the Orient. Gundam, giant robots. They've loved it since the '60s with Godzilla. So I mean, this is the closest thing they got to like New Age Godzilla. Even though Pacific Rim was a pretty decent movie. It is pretty good. Pretty I, I like it. Yeah, I like that. But, so I don't know. I mean, I, I think uh, I think in order to get people back in the theaters on, the, on these movies, uh, they need to come with more than just special effects, more than just impressive explosions. I mean, I think they need, they need a story. They need something that's going to compel people to come back to it. And because, the only way to do it is reboot it, dude. I mean, you got to hit the it's reboot like, button. Because it, it's, like, it's like Jurassic Park, man. Like, Jurassic Park rebooted. was such a great movie. They rebooted the it. second and the third suck. Yeah. Because how oh. I mean, how often can you watch I mean Come on, don't tell Jeff Goldblum. I don't have a Jeff Goldblum, but I mean the movies they're not they're just not good. Lost World, which the book is very good, but the movie actually I would argue the movie wasn't bad until they brought the T Rex back to San Diego. Um, and it turned into a farce at that point. Yeah. Um, the third one tried to bring back some dignity to the franchise. But ultimately, ended up falling just flat. And we all, we all, all really gave us were set pieces that are in the Jurassic Park book that we didn't get in the first movie. And this just showed those things. Jurassic World, I think, works is because it allowed us to see something that we never thought we'd get to see. The actual park with, you know, we're like with a working park with visitors and just seeing this whole, this what this world would be like. And then kind of getting into this whole government conspiracy thing of like making dinosaurs that probably shouldn't be made to begin with, so it kind of re it, it brought the story brought you back to it and reinvented it. By the way, you don't go to the Jurassic Park, you don't go to the Jurassic World on its opening weekend. It was opening weekend. Remember, the park in the movie has already been established for a while. In the new movie, in the new movie, Jurassic Park has been around. It's Jurassic the Jurassic World in the movie. That park has been around for a while at this point, and the reason why they're building new dinosaurs is because sales are actually on the decline because dinosaurs are no longer exciting. Normal dinosaurs are no longer exciting. Sure. So they start building these more advanced ones because they're trying to get more park attendants to go back up again. Why does train tricks? Well, well, like dolphins or some shit. Uh, shit. Any rate, so I think I think uh, Transformers is gonna is gonna continue to suffer until you get a more a yeah. Story. So you're gonna be getting. So for the next couple of years, you'll be getting two Marvel movies, a DC movie, mm-hmm. a Transformers movie, a Star Wars movie, a Star Wars movie, which that was announced too. You, yeah, yeah. That was announced. Hell, the way rap, we might get a Purge movie every year. Maybe. You know what I mean? There might be a spoof, a black spoof movie too. We saw, we saw a trailer. So we saw some interesting trailers too. And I want to touch those real quick. We saw those uh, spoof movie for the Purge. 
whatever yeah. with Mike Epps. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now I'm like, I'm just kind of funny about that. It's kind of funny because like Charlie Murphy's in it. Yep. And everything else. And Mike Tyson. And they're using, they're talking, yeah, Tyson with this weird haircut. Um, and they're spoofing the original Purge, which is kind of funny because mm-hmm. the original Purge wasn't that bad. Um, there was a trailer for a movie that's all done in first person. And they didn't talk about yeah. the director in it. But, I saw. I actually saw but, some about this online a few months ago. They pre, they previewed the whole fight scene of it, um, and I, I didn't really realize they were turning into a whole movie. Was it something something Howard or? It's like angry or something or. No, I can't remember. But, it, it's something crazy, but it's like it's done. The movie done entirely first person, you know, and it's like from the director of District Nine, which the director of District Nine looks like because it has the guy. Which I think is director from District Nine because he did movies like Elysium, um, the show Powers that can be seen for it's not free. A Blanc, it's not a Blanc, it's not a Blancamp film. It's not Blancamp film. No, it just happens to have the guy, the actor in there. He's in all his films, and also in films I see him in. I don't see him in anything else. I'm pretty sure it's not a Neil Blancamp film. Maybe I don't know. Man. You sure, I, I, I'm pretty sure. I, I, the, we might have to research that, yeah. but I mean, it's like. It looks like they're taking major chances with that film. I mean, they get major chances, but it's I, so. I, I think it's it, gonna. I think it's gonna give the audience a headache. Personally, I think I'm gonna watch it. Oh well, yeah, I mean it's 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 an interesting concept. But I think it's it's like for it's like found footage films, like when they actually in their film and everything and their shaky kangaroo. Like, yeah, I think it's gonna. I just think it's gonna be exhausting to watch. It because I think you miss a lot to me with a great action scene. What captures a great action scene is seeing it the whole scene whereas seeing an action scene from first person you're gonna miss so much because like when you're two guys are fighting you're singularly focused on the opponent right right so, so you're not seeing expressions of how that guy feels how he looks yes. how he's feeling about whereas the situation when you see a whole action scene like you just it, you just get to see it just captures something more like i said this guy's this guy's taking a chance yeah, you, I, mean, it's, I never seen I never seen anything a, like a, that. It's like I said, it's it's an interesting concept. I'm He's not, taking a chance, so I sure. like I'll, I said, wait, I'll wait for that one to come out on uh, on. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you about that because I mean I'm I'm gonna have to talk about that film because I I'm, I'm very inter- it, it tintillates me. I haven't seen the commercial, even though the commercial used a Queen song too, didn't it? It used a Queen song as well. I think so. Yeah. I mean, goddamn, another Queen song for another damn movie commercial, right? But I mean, I, it, it tintillates me because it's like. I'm a gamer, so I'm looking like it's like a first person video game to me. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, and it's that's what it looked like. And it's like there's little fight scenes, find all people around. I mean, hopefully that doesn't make you dizzy though. That's the last thing about the game. That movie might make you dizzy because the action scenes, just based off the trailer, are like moving hyper fast. So there's not there's not a slow down aspect. There's not a slow motion feel to it. Like some scenes you've seen a movie, you might be done slow motion, like to let you see the bullets fly and give you a feeling of like, look how fast he's flying. This is like. Whoosh, he flies through a window. You're like, holy God, he's outside, he's falling. They're falling, boom, it's black. All right, boom. Re- he's the, the guy is giving you a feeling of he's getting his bearings back. That could be kind of mind-numbing, you know what I mean? For me, I don't get headaches. So I think that might be all right, and I might be able to watch that. Yeah. So, All right, folks, we are now approaching two hours, so I think it's time to call it. Uh, we've discussed a lot of good stuff tonight. I mean, Deadpool, if you're not, if you got to get out and see it. You gotta yeah. go out and see it. That's the thing. Um, but I tell you what, though, don't sleep on the other films this weekend. Zoolander came out this weekend too. Zoolander yeah, two. I've heard. Which is, what have you heard about it? You know, it's funny because the people that I talk to, unfortunately, I don't talk to a lot of people my age group. I talk to people like ten years younger than me, and they're like, "I don't know what Zoolander is." And it's oh, like, "Fuck, hell, exactly yeah, right." Yeah, yeah. So I've been dealing with that. Um, but uh, Zoolander, I've heard a lot about it, but I knew it was gonna bomb because how are you gonna make a movie about a model who's fifty? 
You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, the truth about being single, I say that's probably the sleeper pick of the weekend. Is it, I thought it was called How to Be Single. How to Be Single? Yeah. You know what I mean? I, all right. My mom, so my mom and my grandfather went and saw it. They said it was funny. They enjoyed it. You know what I mean? It's, it, I'm surprised they watched it. Uh, Marcy went and, and saw it last night, too, with her right. uh, her friend. He said it was good. Okay. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. was it a movie? Jane Got a Gun came out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Natalie Portman movie. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, lots of movies that came out this weekend. Um, if you know, let us know in the comments how you, what you think about them. Um, De- but Deadpool for real, um, you, you need to see that film. It's a must watch. Yeah, must watch. Um, yeah, bring a date. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, good, thanks for listening. Uh, again, if you like what you hear, don't, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Uh, we are completely accessible on iTunes, so please subscribe if you like what you're hearing. And uh, we always appreciate your comments and your feedback. So uh, feel free to comment on us on SoundCloud, hit us up on Facebook, uh, or iTunes. All right, guys, you have a good week. Thank you guys so much for everything.